Welcome back to the Umarpreneur Live podcast. And today I have with me a very special guest. My guest today is Brother, brother Subhan Ashrafi. Subhan, assalamu alaikum, bro. Welcome to the podcast. How's everything? Okay for having me. I'm so honored and humbled. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. We're honored to have you, bro. And I'm so excited to dive into this conversation with you, learn more about what you do. So, for uh, those of you who are just connecting, Brother Subhan is the founder of Sabr which is an all-new guided meditation app for Muslims. And Sabr aims to help Muslims reduce stress and anxiety, improve their confidence, and strengthen their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through daily practices of mindfulness and meditation. And so what we're going to talk today is, uh, what we're going to talk about today is his journey building out Sabr, uh, the purpose of building this app and, and what he'd like to do in terms of helping the ummah, strengthen the relationship, become more mindful, and also talk a little, a little bit about that, about mindfulness, and also about how we can implement that in our daily lives as Muslims. So the best place to start with you, brother, is if you can just share with us a little bit of your journey on what inspired you to become an entrepreneur and even you know build this app in the first place. Yeah, good question, man. So uh, entrepreneurship, alhamdulillah, as I'm sure with all our listeners, is really close and has always been close to my heart. Uh, mm -hmm. And it actually didn't start alone with the Subber app. Uh, that kind of came a couple years into this whole niche and realm of entrepreneurship. Uh, so just a brief, small little background without getting too much into it. Uh, you know, I've always run a YouTube channel for the past like 10 years or so, alhamdulillah. And uh, the YouTube channel is primarily focused on sports and gaming and things of that sort uh, with, with an audience primarily uh, focused on the youth. So a lot of like teenagers, uh, you know, nine-year-old, 10-year-olds and things of that sort. And with that YouTube channel, I've always tried to be that motivational figure, try not to use profanity in my in my videos and things of that sort, and just try to be an older bro, if you will, for a lot of my audience. So alhamdulillah, uh, as I started to progress into YouTube and I started at a high school age, I started to realize how business oriented it was and things of that sort. So kind of through college, uh, the YouTube channel was kind of my first taste of running a business, if you will, as an influencer myself, which was really, really humbling. Uh, but it wasn't until maybe like three or four years later after I graduated college, when I really started and delved into entrepreneurship. And, uh, you know, now, alhamdulillah, with, with a kid now here and, and married, I don't know if I would be able to do what I did maybe three years ago. Uh, but alhamdulillah, three years ago, literally like a month after getting married, uh, I just really, really wanted to have more control of my time. So I kind of took the biggest risk and I'm sure a lot of people do as well. I just took a leap and kind of delved into uh, my own business, my first official own business. And alhamdulillah, super, super humbling, learned a lot, failed a lot. Uh, but I guess those experiences ended up leading up to what came to be of last year, the Southern app. That's amazing, brother. Thank you for so much for sharing. And for a lot of people listening to this, I, a big question they always have is, you know, when is the right time to start? When is the right time to you know, begin working on this business idea? And do I need to quit my job, quit everything that I'm doing and just focus full-time on this or can I do it on the side? So for you, is it something that you were doing full-time or were you doing this or working on this at the same time as going to school or working a full-time job? Yeah, good question, man. And honestly, man, like I think it, at least for me, it really depends on what someone has going on. If someone is married, they have kids and they have responsibilities and bills to pay, then kind of taking that leap 
may be relatively tough, uh, especially if they're going all in. Uh, for me, uh, you know, like I said, I don't know if it's something I would be able to do now. But back then, the situation was a little bit different. Alhamdulillah, I was just living still with at our parents' house. Uh, just recently got married. Still a lot of responsibility. Uh, but I guess what I was doing is I was kind of testing uh, my, my business on the side for a little bit, maybe one or two months. Once I started seeing a little traction uh, with that business, that's when I decided, you know what, I think if I go all in and invest the typical, if you will, 40 hours a week, which obviously, as we know, always is more. But if I invest that, invest that time, uh, it may be worth it. So I kind of took that leap. Uh, but, you know, definitely, I think if someone has all those responsibilities and they have their full-time job, then maybe more so maximizing their time outside of their job, seeing if they can have some fruits, inshallah, and then maybe taking that leap if they uh, see the need, inshallah. Mm -hmm. Inshallah, definitely. That's some awesome advice. And with Sabur, which is, I really, really love the idea when I saw it because, of course, there's so many meditation apps out there. When you think of uh, Headspace, uh, one that I also use is called Oak, uh, which is really great. And there's many others, more than I can count. But then you decided you wanted to create something specifically for uh, the Muslim community. So share with me a little bit about where the idea for Sabr came from. What, what inspired you to focus specifically on Islamic mindfulness and meditation? Great question, man. So, uh, so alhamdulillah, with the YouTube channel that I've, I've ran, uh, you know, it's definitely been, it was, it's definitely has been and still is a very humbling journey. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess the key element of what I did is just try to be a means of motivation to my audience. And it was always my goal to one day, inshallah, try to think of something that could allow motivation to be at scale, if you will. Mashallah, just like what you're doing, right? right. Uh, and obviously, you know, working in the nonprofit Muslim sector for a couple of years as well, really, you know, showed me the importance of, uh, you know, how important mental health awareness is. I was a youth coordinator, so I work with a lot of the Muslim youth and just kind of putting one and two together. There was just one night uh, I had an idea. Uh, I was just sleep. I was just in bed next to my wife, just thinking of the million business ideas I'm sure we always think about. And one day I, I just thought of the Calm app and I thought, you know, there really isn't a Muslim one. And I woke my wife up and, and told her this idea. Uh, she hears them. She hears them all the time. But uh, the, the test was if I still talk about it a week later, that means, you know, I'm still thinking about it. So alhamdulillah, right. this was February of 2020 when I thought of that idea, but uh, it's been more than a year, subhanAllah, and there hasn't been a day where I haven't thought about it. So that's kind of how it started. Obviously, uh, there was some people who pushed me to make it happen, wasn't thinking of doing it like last year, uh, maybe this year, next year. But because of the pandemic, I was just advised that this is the time to do it. Uh, and alhamdulillah, I took that nasiha and kind of went alhamdulillah. Mm, that's amazing, man. And was it because you yourself previously in your life or even right now and, of course, presently as well, you were someone who felt like meditation and mindfulness was important? Was there specific experiences that you went through in your life or maybe even daily practices that you've implemented and you realized this could be beneficial to bring to more people and specifically to Muslims as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like for me, uh, just working in a, in a setting, uh, working with a lot of our Muslim youth in our community and the community, I started to realize at a very young age that, you know, Muslim, like mental health is awareness is super prominent and Muslims are not excluded. Uh, you know, all the things we hear about, you know, our, our own community very well are going through those those same things. So for me, uh, you know, motivation and contemplation and tafakkur and things of that sort have really become a daily practice for me just because uh 
I find it so beneficial and it helps me kind of clear my head and things of that sort. And obviously when learning a little bit more about meditation and learning more about, uh, you know, the comet, for example, that's impacting millions of people around the world positively. I knew, you know, if there was an element of faith integrated into it, uh, I'm sure, at least I thought that I'm sure that people inshallah would also benefit as well because now they get the therapeutical lens and then of course they get that religious lens. But to, to answer your question, man, motivation and personal growth and things of that sort has helped me so much and I know it's helped others and uh, inshallah, I really hope that, you know, adding the two with an element of faith could really benefit a lot of people as well. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about that, about adding that element of faith that you're mentioning because you know, as as we just mentioned, you know there are these other applications out there, but yours specifically incorporates the aspect of the dean, which is beautiful. And why I wanted to bring you on this podcast and talk about this because I think it's definitely something that is needed in the ummah. And it's so nice to see that you know there are people like yourself who are bridging the gap between you know faith and and spirituality, mindfulness, and bringing a solution to people that they can implement in their day to day. That you know, works for them and is able to, you know, be practiced whether you have 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day, right? And instead of just going to something like Headspace or, or the Calm app, which is what you mentioned, why don't you go to something like Subud where you have that aspect of bringing that mindfulness aspect back to the Dean. But I want to ask you how, I mean, you know, there, there are so many mindfulness uh, exercises that we could do, but how did you bridge that gap between mindfulness and faith how did you incorporate both of those elements right is it by simply you know adding you know certain terms or reflecting for reflecting on certain things that relate to the dean or did you have a different approach so i'm curious about the approach that you followed essentially yeah yeah absolutely. Bridge that gap. absolutely subhanallah so i mean it was really and i have to give a lot of you know credit to a lot of the people alhamdulillah who've been helping make something like this possible mm -hmm. Uh, not only, you know, various scholars who, alhamdulillah, are associated with the app, but of course, m many of our therapists as well who've helped make something like this. Um, so I think once we've even shared this idea with the community and, of course, many therapists, I think the need was definitely addressed. Uh, like, wow, we see the need for it. And I think it was just the, the like taking what was an idea to actually fruition, which was way harder than I thought. But alhamdulillah, I think what really helped is working with the therapist at a starting point and helping and with them kind of using various meditation scripts that they already do with their clients. And then also at the same time, when working with the Muslim therapists, I would work with some Muslim scholars as well. Uh, and then we would just try to integrate the two. So we would try to take the scripts that the therapist made for us, alhamdulillah, and with, with of course, Islamic elements and lens added to it already. And then, of course, working with our scholars in that script and try to see what else we can add uh, just to make it very cohesive and making sure everything is aligned properly, alhamdulillah. And once we did that, it was just all about recording it and then having people listen to it, alhamdulillah. So definitely wasn't an easy task, but... Uh, you know, it was definitely something that was really humbling once we had a, you know, finished product with a particular, like, subject, if you will. I wanted to actually uh, address that a little bit. So you mentioned you worked with scholars as well yeah. to be able to bring this app to life. Yeah. How was the reaction when you came up to them and, you know, mentioned that you were working on uh, an Islamic mindfulness app? Because a lot of people will look at this sometimes. And, of course, uh, you know, there are some uh, that will say, Oh, but you know, whether we already have everything we need with the tasbih and, and everything that's been given to us, 
why do we need an app uh you know that that bridges meditation and uh, and faith you know is is this is this innovation is it not so i don't know what were the reaction of the scholars and i, I want to address this issue on our, on our on our podcast right now yeah absolutely so subhanallah i i i I was actually very humbled by the responses we got uh, by the various scholars we reached out to. And I think even before getting responses, I think the biggest uh, thing that I learned throughout this whole process, and I'm still learning today and hopefully it could be of benefit to others as well, it was just the importance of uh, just persistency, being super persistent because, you know, reaching out to much, I mean, as we know, many of the scholars in our community, uh, in the country or the globe for that matter, they're probably receiving hundreds of emails all the time. So if I were to just think in the beginning that one email alone would you know, get me a response by one of these prominent scholars that I would be humbled to work with, I was wrong. So I think I learned early on that persistency was super important. And there was even one scholar, mashallah, I won't mention his name, uh, but I, I reached out to him not a generic copy paste email, really thought, put, put a lot of thought into the email, no response. I then, you know, followed up a month later, very personalized, no response, followed up another month later, no response. And then finally a fourth follow-up, I ended up getting a video message by this awesome person, mashallah, uh, and we kind of got the ball rolling through that. So persistency was a huge lesson that I learned, but in terms of the overall response, super, super humbling. Uh, I think uh, when the, this, the need and the, the vision of the app was shared with them, I honestly speaking really received no negative feedback or any hesitation or anything like that from almost every single person I reached out to. Of course, some people just had a lot of commitments and may perhaps wasn't able to commit at that time and maybe later have. Uh, but in terms of like any hesitations or anything like that, mashallah, it was super humbling just to see how kind uh, and, and receptive a lot of the people we reached out to, scholars, artists, therapists, things of that sort. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful to hear, brother. And uh, honestly, a testament is in what you're trying to bring. And I think if there's a way for us to be more mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every single day and incorporate that into our daily lives, then you know, I, I can't see how there's any negative aspect to that. But now let me ask you, how did you actually implement it, right? So what can people expect if they download the app? What can they, they can, what can they expect to find or maybe go through that's currently available right now? Yeah, man. So, so it's a great question. And I think going into this whole app, the goal is just to make it very, very simple. Uh, and just really focus on three key elements. Of course, now there, there are more, inshallah, as we're iterating and whatnot, but the, the three core elements that we intentionally had on the app, and, and to be very frank, inshallah, we are modeling off of Calm. So Calm mm -hmm. is the number one meditation app in the world. It's benefiting thousands, not thousands, millions of people, uh, mashallah. My wife uses the Calm app, and I'm sure many of our listeners do as well. So we're not, we're, we're essentially trying to be the Calm for Muslims, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, but to, to kind of break the app into three elements, the first is a courses section. So very uh, motivational talks, if you will, that someone can listen to and benefit just as they would on a Jumu khutbah or anything like that. Uh, the second is a vocal section. So many of the promo videos that people listen to for their favorite nonprofits, like those nashis in the background, that's kind of the second element, uh, soothing, calm vocals uh, that people can use to sleep to study, to relax, to soothe down type of thing. And then obviously number three, which is the, the I, I would hope the main value out of the app, which is the meditations. So those are all 
the actual meditations with the actual therapeutical lens and religious lens integrated, alhamdulillah, ranging from topics from uh, anxiety, uh, depression, gratitude, uh, even finance now, alhamdulillah, and many others. So that's beautiful, man. I want to, I don't, I know I'm asking a lot here and I don't want to spoil too much because I want you guys listening to this, uh, whether you're watching right now or you listen after on, on Spotify or, or iTunes. If you're listening to this, I want you to download it, of course, and check it out. Sabr. Is it available on the App Store and Android or just one right now? Uh, both. Alhamdulillah. Both. Both. Amazing, mashallah. So whether you're on iPhone or Android user, guys, go download it and give it a try. But without spoiling too much, what does the meditation look like? Right. So what's what's different between meditating with Sabr versus meditating with Headspace or with Calm? Yeah, great question, man. So obviously there are a lot of similarities in the sense that, like, uh, you know, you'll get because we're... we're we're appealing to people who, of course, may have maybe never tried meditation, uh, mm -hmm. but always heard about it. And then we're also appealing to people who are using the Calm app and who are using the Headspace and who are benefiting from it, uh, but also would be humbled or, or would love to see like an uh, added element of faith into it. So we knew that coming into it. So we do have a similar feel in the sense that when you're listening to a meditation, you may hear, you know, wave ocean sounds in the background and things like that similar to like your calm for example you also have the you know the very standard the breathe ins and the breathe outs and the various breathing techniques because these all come from a therapeutical lens so that that doesn't change anywhere what's mm -hmm. different is just the small added elements of being mindful of allah whereas calm and headspace and other things when they're asking you to be mindful it's a pretty much think of nothing and just focus on the present moment whereas in these meditations it's very similar except you're focusing on your relationship with allah so you're still breathing you're breathing in you're breathing out but you're still not forgetting allah and i think that's the core element and obviously within the different meditations whether it's gratitude or whatever it may be there there may be certain duas that are incorporated into the meditations uh there may be certain uh stories that may be incorporated in the meditations hadith that may be incorporated as well uh, but the the main goal inshallah is to be mindful of allah and allowing you to kind of just get away from all the worries of the world and just focus on yourself a little bit that's really really nice bro and you know to to kind of uh tell this conversation towards the building aspect because now that people know what to expect and they'll think this yeah. and like oh this is really cool but you know, how did one guy do this? Mashallah, you know, it's it's a big endeavor, right? To actually build this out. And I'm guessing you're not, you're probably not, the, are you the person talking during the meditation? Uh, so I'm not, so maybe in a couple, but we okay, have- awesome, amazing. Help with others as well. So uh, it's awesome. definitely been a cool, cool now. Is it a, so, so how did you go about actually doing this, right? Because there's a lot of people that listen to this and this is an entrepreneur podcast. So people yeah. that are inspired and that want to build their own softwares and app solutions in different fields. Uh, so maybe they can get inspired from your experiences and learn a little bit. Uh, how did you go about in the beginning phase? Did you yourself know how to code on, for iOS or Android, or did you have to hire developers and build a team, get investments? What was that like for you to actually bring this to life? Absolutely, man. Great question. And, and I, I remember it so, you know, so vividly, subhanAllah. It's crazy how it's been a year, but mm -hmm. time just flies. But I guess... The first thing, well, I'll just preface by saying I have no coding experience. I tried it, I tried <laughs> learning how to do it, man, but uh, it's just it's just not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. um, but it's such an amazing skill. So to props to everyone who's you know well versed in that, but I just never really got into it. So I knew that going in, 
And obviously, if anyone you know has any experience uh, with mobile app development or product development, it's not cheap either. So I guess before you know spending the money that it would take to build something like this, which would of course come from pocket. So no, we di we didn't take any investment. It was all completely bootstrapped. So before taking that that leap, if you will, we wanted to test the market, if you will. We wanted to see if it's even worth pursuing something like this. Would people actually, uh, do people actually want to see this? So, you know, last year, a little bit after Ramadan, alhamdulillah, I was able to make a small, humble, launch good campaign. Uh, mm -hmm. And just, just, just to see if people would even want something like this. And alhamdulillah, the response was definitely very humbling. And we raised maybe about six to $7,000, super humbling. Uh, and that that alone obviously didn't cover even a fraction of what it took to make the app, but that alone was the amana and the motivation that was needed that, hey, people want to see this. They're clearly donating and they have no idea who I am for, for many of these people. Uh, you know, that, that that was the motivation that I needed. So we, you know, took that and then obviously we hired developers and we started the outreach process at the same time. So obviously so many hats were being worn, uh, but alhamdulillah, it was super humbling. And uh, just the responses by people uh, was was keeping that, that fire alive to kind of make something like that happen. Yeah, so we're seeing the reaction of the people and their interest in, in your idea essentially kind of gave you that validation that you know there is a need for this and I should move forward with this and really give it my all and see what, what happens this essentially, inshallah. And uh, alhamdulillah, to be in a place now where it's already launched on Android and iOS is, is a great place, mashallah. So I'm really excited myself to give it a try and for everyone listening to also give it a try. So hopefully we can get a few people to check it out. And I want to ask you because listening to this, you know, I see so many people that actually have these amazing ideas. They have these amazing app ideas and, and they want to build out the software, but there's always something in the way, whether they, you know, they tell me, listen, man, it's, it's the investment or, uh, you know, it's, it's this or it's that. There's always something, you know, and, and the truth is there will always be something. But I want to ask you because you're clearly a go-getter and you went and you did it, right? What What is the quality in you or you think maybe the quality that an entrepreneur needs to move forward and, and build, uh, build out a project like this? What are the qualities that you would look for in someone? To be able to do this yeah great question man and mashallah abhi i think you uh you know i you know you are the definition of all of that right with all that you're doing so i know mashallah you, you'll hopefully uh be in the same page with that but at least given my experience over the past couple of years the biggest lesson that i've learned uh is actually it's really fun thinking of things and i always still do and i and i fall into this as well uh, thinking of different ideas, things that we want to do and accomplish and things of that sort in life, even sometimes writing them down, which is great. But there comes a point in time, and I had to learn this the hard way, that as fun as it is and exciting as it is to write things down and plan and, and you know envision and things of that sort, until you actually start the work, nothing's really going to happen. Right. So I had to learn the hard way that, you know, it, it's, it is really fun. And, you know, even the Subber app, it would keep me up every single night before it even came to fruition. But starting w was what actually made it happen. And it was not easy. There were many road bumps that I had to face. But I think that alone teaches you how to be a little bit more resilient. And at the same time, uh, teaches you so much just about business, life, things of that sort. So um, the, one of the biggest qualities that I've learned and I would definitely advise is if you have something, take small consistent acts to actually make it happen. And we know of course the hadith 
you know, the most beloved acts to Allah are the consistent ones, even if little in quantity. And I think if one can implement that in their entrepreneurial journey, and of course their life in general, inshallah, then that is what I would think a huge key to their success in life. And of course, business, small, consistent acts, but you have to do the acts. I want to ask you, bro, because uh, I went and checked out your YouTube channel, STG. If you guys uh, are ever on YouTube, check it out. He has over 200,000 subscribers. And it's mainly focused on uh, NBA and, and basketball uh, and sports in general, right? So it's a pretty big leap to go from sports to an Islamic guided meditation app. Yeah. I want to know, is there an experience in your life that kind of inspired you to do something within the Muslim community or... Was it just an, an idea or you felt like you've always wanted to do something for the community? Like what inspired you to s- switch all the way from sports to what you're yeah. doing now, right? Oh, yeah. Now, now we're going deep, man. This is, <laughs> this is I want Cause I want to know, I want the juicy answers, bro. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I, you know, now we're going back in around 2015 or so. So um, I initially was a health science major. I was trying to be a doctor as I'm sure, you know, many people here. And as I started noticing how business orientated YouTube was, and that was kind of in my prime uh, for YouTube around 2015, uh, I switched my my major to business, and uh, I ended up, you know, convincing my parents that if I if I told my mom if I were to graduate college early, then can I focus that? You know, if I were to graduate in three years, then can I make that fourth technical year, like the year I go full time on YouTube type of thing? So, uh, you know, I was able to you know make that happen and take a bunch of credits so I can catch up and, and finish and all that good stuff. And uh, you know, I graduated early. And I told myself, now I'm going to focus on YouTube full time. This is going to be awesome. Uh, but I guess I told myself, you know, I've been a Muslim my whole life. I may as well just you know, there's a Arabic intensive program near my house for the summer, three weeks. So how about I just do that and then I call it a day and go all out on YouTube type of thing. Mm-hmm. So alhamdulillah, I took that three week intensive program and that three week intensive program had a continuation, if you will, for a year and then obviously seven years if you actually want to go all out and you know, be a scholar, if you will. So mm-hmm. I ended up doing the three weeks with no intention of doing anything else. Uh, but I guess, subhanAllah, you know, we have our plans and Allah has his. And after I kind of delved into the three-week program, I found myself registering for by far the hardest year of my life. You know, uh, the one, they had a one-year program, which kind of immerses yourself into the Arabic language and at the same time, Islamic study. So did that for a whole year. Classes were from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., 12 hours a day. Really taught me about time management, the importance of having like a planner over here. Uh, things of that sort. So that really, you know, immersed myself into the religion uh, at a very novice level, of course. But that's kind of where the, you know, the love for the dean really amplified uh, and things of that sort and then uh, things of that sort. So that's kind of how that transition happened, if you will. Right. And, and I, I can, I can, uh, the reason why I'm asking is because I can relate to that where uh, I was previously working uh, on a marketing agency and it's still in operation to this day. So I have a marketing agency and we work with mainly healthcare providers. And I was working on this for about two years. Alhamdulillah, we were at a point where we were very successful, uh, making high six figures and things were rolling and there was no reason for me uh, to want something else. But I still felt within me when I would wake up every day that I I wasn't truly fulfilled with with what I was doing, right? Um, And so I took some time out to actually sit down and think to myself, what is it that I could potentially do that I would really love doing and I would wake up excited every single day uh, to work on. And alhamdulillah, after you know a week of brainstorming and kind of thinking to myself, what is it that I could do? Of course, 
I knew that I really loved the Dean and I, I would love to do something within that sphere. And the idea for Entrepreneur came along and that was uh, the rest is history, right? right? That was two years ago. Uh, so it's interesting to see how, you know, subhanAllah, sometimes you have things outside that are very successful, right? Whether it's uh, for yourself in your YouTube channel or uh, for myself, the marketing agency, but then there's something that kind of pulls you back on, okay, what are you going to do for, for the community, right? What are you going to do uh, where you can kind of incorporate that touch of Islam into your daily life and it just adds that beautiful uh, flavor to it, right? That you just want to have otherwise, subhanAllah. Um, so thank you for so much for sharing that. I want to ask you, um, what has been the general reaction now that it's been launched that you've received from your users? So um, how long have you guys launched? So how many months has it been? And what's been the general reaction so far? Yeah, man, alhamdulillah. Well, well, first and foremost, man, awesome to hear a little bit about your background too. And that is so cool to hear, mashallah. And, and obviously, I'll say it again, like such an amazing niche, so inspiring. Uh, yeah. needed for all of us as aspiring entrepreneurs, myself first and foremost, just to benefit, learn, and just have that invigoration. So thank you once again, man. Uh, it's my pleasure, bro. I'm the one who's honored to have you, brother. So the feeling is mutual. Alhamdulillah, man. Uh, well, well, just to answer your question, man, we launched November 14th of 2020. So it's been maybe about six to seven months now uh, okay. since we launched. And alhamdulillah, it's been super, super humbling. And I think one thing that it was a mindset that I had before even launching the app that has deemed super, super helpful for myself, at least, is going into the app. I told myself right off the bat that if this app even benefits one person, then it's all worth it. Like, mm -hmm. however much it costs to make this app, if it helps one person, then it's it's all worth it. Mm -hmm. And I think that mindset alone was super helpful because that took all the pressure off me. Uh, and because if I had the expectations of having hundreds and millions of people using the app doing all this and I didn't hit it, then I thought I probably, you know, I, I may have uh, not, not been as satisfied. But my goal and intention was one person. If that is it, then I am happy. So going into the launch, uh, that that's all I hope for. And subhanAllah, obviously the due diligence still had to be made and we partnered up with various influencers and things of that sort. And subhanAllah, the, the weekend we launched on November 14th, we called it like summer day. Uh, it went trending on the app store and kind of went viral. So that was by far one of the coolest days ever. I'm, I'm literally like with my wife the whole day and Literally, we went to Target the, the day we launched, and I literally just said, I'm just going to go check out, like, clothes or something. And literally, I was just on my phone just resharing the stories and people, like, sharing it and things of that sort. So super humbling, alhamdulillah. But, you know, fast forward six to seven months, uh, you know, the response has definitely been very humbling. Um, you know, we're users from all across the globe, obviously, alhamdulillah, are using the app. Um, the Amana, obviously, is intensified so really want to cater toward them uh but alhamdulillah it, it's ranging from moms from young professionals from professionals uh you know from parents you know you name it type of thing so definitely been very humbled humbling and now we want to just have more content on the app to, to cater toward them and new people inshallah yeah definitely well alhamdulillah i'm really excited to see your growth and and see what it is that you're going to come up with what can we expect in the future from Sabad? what do you guys have in store that you can reveal to us right now yeah, good question, man. So I think right now our goal, inshallah, is just to really get more content on the app and content that I think people, you know, you know, we have our courses section, which is great on the app and Mailer Reward, everyone who's been a part of that. But technically, you can still go on a YouTube channel, for example, and listen to Islamic reminders and things of that sort. Well, we've learned the true value add for the app 
is the meditations. And that's something we want to kind of go all into moving forward. Uh, so definitely very, and not just uh, meditations on the, like the ones that we have, anxiety, gratitude, which are all great and the most used, but also kind of thinking outside of the box as well. So we just had a meditation on mindful finance by Sheikh Joe Bradford, and we want to have many more mind, uh, you know, many more type of meditations that cover all elements of life, uh, as high aspirations, consistency, uh, having, you know, uh, big visions in life, regrets, things of that sort. Uh, and we want to also, of course, at the same time, work with many names that people are very familiar with. So alhamdulillah, we are in talks with some some respectful, uh, you know, females and, and, and brothers, of course, as well, who are known in the community, scholars, etc. So we're excited to kind of work with them, curate some hopefully amazing content, inshallah, that'll be of benefit, and then kind of release that. So definitely a lot more content is our goal, inshallah. Uh, and obviously with with well-known names as well that I'm sure a lot of people are excited for. Mm, that's amazing, Mashallah. So I really look forward to that as well, to see what you guys come up with. And I want to ask you a question that I ask uh, every single guest that comes on this podcast. And the question is this, which is, what would you say, what's one thing that you would tell Subhan from... I would say two, three years ago, when you first came up with the idea and you were just about to embark on this journey, one thing that you can hold on to throughout this journey that he could hold on to when he faces challenges or as he's building this out, what's one thing that you would tell him? Yeah, subhanAllah. What, good question, man. I think the <laughs> biggest thing is just try to put yourself in, it, it'll, it'll, you, you never will be able to do it fully, but mm -hmm. try to put yourself in the shoes of someone who is struggling uh, and do it for them type of thing so so keep in mind the impact that it could potentially have on others and how you could change someone else's life through your work amazing mashallah i love that i love that that's a beautiful answer and i look it's interesting because every single time you think that you know when you ask this question that uh everyone would kind of have similar answers well subhanallah every single person has their own answer which shows that every single person their journey is different right their journey is unique and they have their own experiences and their own things that you know they would give to others in terms of knowledge, experience, and lessons learned. So it's always beautiful to have, you know, people like yourself on this podcast to share their experiences. Jazakallah for that. Let's dive into some audience questions right now. There's a few that are coming in from the guests that are live with us today, and I'd love to go through a few of them with you, inshallah. Sure. Uh, awesome. So the first one here is by uh, one of our viewers on Facebook, uh, and it's a really good question. This one is, I wanted to know, uh, what is the business model for the Sabr app? So since hiring developers and renting servers along with tech support costs a lot. So how do you earn out of it to keep it running and serve the community? So Great. how do you monetize the app? Yeah, I love it. Great question. So as, as I mentioned, uh, our, our business model is based off the most successful app in the game, if you will, which is the mm -hmm. comp. Uh, and of yeah. course, space as well. So we knew going into that, that why kind of reinvent the wheel if it's already being successful. So the app is pretty much a uh, subscription-based app. Uh, there's a free version, just as you may find in your Calm and your Headspace, uh, where you can listen to some of the content, but not all the content. And then if one were to subscribe for uh, you know, you know, a small monthly or yearly uh, fee, you would have access to all the entire content library on the app. So that's kind of how we monetize the app, if you will. Uh, so some 
or many of the users, alhamdulillah, are benefiting from a lot of the free aspects of the app. And, and we're, we're trying to be very generous with what is free. But as you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, that there are costs associated with, you know, getting new content on the app and maintaining uh, the, the servers on the back end and things of that sort so to help maintain that. We do have to have that premium, uh, which alhamdulillah people are using and, of course, benefiting since they do have access now to, uh, you know, 10x, if not more, of the content that the free version offers. Mm. That's awesome. So it's a it's a paid subscription that people can be part of, essentially, to receive that additional content. Absolutely. Amazing, amazing, awesome. And is this already available, actually, before we dive into the next question? So can people sign up for this today if they wanted to? Absolutely, inshallah. Awesome. So if they join, you'll, you'll have that option to do so. Awesome, mashallah. Awesome. You heard it right here on the podcast, guys. Go and sign up. Let's continue with the next question. So this one, uh, loving the podcast so far, mashallah. Wanted to ask, what is the biggest challenge in the field of meditation at the moment? Uh, and what would the best outcome for this field be through your application? So that's yeah, an interesting question, one regards to meditation. Yeah, great question. So, I mean, I think like, you know, there's there's different ways to go about it. Uh, but I mean, like when I talk, if I'm talking to a friend or someone like that, I would tell them, well, we know that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he would go to the cave of Hira. And of course, he would just contemplate and reflect. So when doing these meditations, it's nothing more than that, because, you know, there may be prompts asking you, you know, think about something that you're grateful for today. And then literally giving the person just to think and just to reflect. Uh, with the only differences, obviously adding some breathing techniques and things of that sort. So, you know, there are, and still is, you know, some type of stereotypes as to what is meditation? Is this even allowed and things of that sort? So that may be, uh, you know, that challenge that is still faced. But I would say now, I think, especially given, you know, what's been happening with the pandemic and things of that sort, um, there's still so much more work to do in this field, but mental health awareness definitely, I would say, has become more prominent and, uh, you know, that's a huge, uh, you know, big portion of credit goes to a lot of the people, mashallah, who are now openly talking about its importance, our scholars, community members, even mashallah, influencers, et cetera. So mm -hmm. uh, a lot more work to do. But I, I, I think when you compare the past five or six years, we're definitely getting there, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, definitely. And we'll go uh, and answer one more as well, which is uh, kind of in the same vein as this one. How important is it for us to incorporate mindfulness and meditation into our daily lives? So maybe you can share with us your experience with that. I mean, what kind of changes can someone expect in their lives by incorporating mindfulness and meditation? What kind of results can they maybe uh, you know, actualize in their lives as they go through this and, and do it day to day? Yeah, good question. So, I, so number one, I think when when one wanting to try to incorporate this, it goes back to that hadith that we mentioned earlier, mm. small consistency. So the meditations on the app are not like 40 minutes, 60 minutes long. There may be five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, and some of them even are like guided. So you have a day one, day two, day three, all the way to day seven, and then you should just repeat it as a weekly type of thing. Small consistency. Uh, and I think that is something that if one can do very consistently, they can notice you know, a lot of changes in their life. Number one, they're focusing on themselves. Many times we have so many things going on, family obligations, work obligation, life obligations, things of that sort, that we forget to just invest a little bit in ourselves. So at the very least, when one uses these meditations, I hope, inshallah, they're happy that they're spending time for themselves. But number two, when they focus on these meditations and really kind of put themselves into it, 
they're practicing mindfulness of Allah and focus on, on these meditations, which will hopefully then translate to other elements of their life. So if they're focusing in these six, seven minutes in the meditations, then you know we've heard and, and from different users that because of that, they're able to focus more on their work. They're able to focus more on their relationships with their family, with their spouse, et cetera. They're, be, they're, be, they're able to be more mindful and present in those moments. So mm -hmm. uh, the hope, inshallah, is to not only be a benefit during the meditations, but outside of the meditations as well. Mm -hmm, definitely. Uh, there's a really, really great question as well that just came in. So we're going we're gonna to squeeze this one in too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this one is, what are the common misconceptions? Because we touched upon this a little bit. Uh, the people have about meditation in Islam. How can we combat these misconceptions? And communicate more effectively through your application. Would love to know this. Yeah, good question. So, so like, so as mentioned, you know, a lot of people may think of mindfulness as mentioned as kind of, you know, driving and steering away from Allah and things of that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's super important to, to explain to people that you know this these type of meditations in Islam. The goal is to, at the end of the day improve and increase your relationship with Allah. And I think if that can be disseminated to the people who have these doubts, that the goal is to just increase your relationship with Allah, then I think that could truly do wonders because that is at the end of the day what the goal is. And inshallah, with the relationship improving with Allah, the whole the hope is that, you know, relationship with people in this dunya will also improve and relationship with one's own self will improve and with their work improving and all the other elements of life will improve inshallah. Mm -hmm. Inshallah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for answering all these questions, brother. And for everyone listening here, what's the best way for them to support you to download the app and, and you know, Inshallah, you know, support you as you go through uh, this journey in the future and maybe even support your vision more than downloading the app. Is there something that they can do? Should they follow you on Instagram? Where should they go? Yeah, alhamdulillah, Miller reward you. So I, I guess the number one, the biggest thing that would be super, super helpful is just making dua for this mm -hmm. uh, initiative. You know, there's just so much work that has to be done. So just keeping it in your prayers and your duas. And then number two, of course, if you want to go ahead and try it out, that's super humbling, totally up to you guys. Mashallah, I see the, the website here. So you can definitely <laughs> download uh, the app, if you will. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. If you just type in Subber app on Instagram, you can find us there. Uh, but but definitely, I would encourage all of you guys to at least try it out and see if how, how it makes you feel, alhamdulillah. Mm -hmm. but, but definitely, uh, Doha is, is the number one ask that we have. Amazing. That's beautiful, mashallah. And is there a free version that people can try out and, and you know kind of get a feel for what it is that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on the website or when you type in Subber app on your Android device or iPhone device, it is definitely free. So the app is free to install. You can play around with it. You can even use it as a guest. Try, you know, hours of meditations and content and vocals for free. And then, of course, inshallah, if you want more of that consistent ability to listen to more meditations and more content, then you have the option to, to upgrade. But uh, definitely, it's free, inshallah, at the very least. Uh, and, and definitely, I, I would hope there's some value that anyone can find and benefit from, inshallah, from the free version. Inshallah, definitely, brother. Well, you guys heard it right here, man. So there's no excuse not to go ahead and give it a try, guys. Sub it on the App Store, S-A-B-R. Check it out whether you have an iPhone or Android. Give it a download and take some time, whether it's tomorrow morning or maybe tonight before bed. Turn it on. Go through one of those guided meditations and see how you feel. Take some time to really just step back from your daily li lives and you know all the hustle and bustle. And take some time to really just reconnect and see how this app is potentially going to help you, inshallah, implement some of that mindfulness in your lives and bring back some of that serenity that we all crave. Uh, brother, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Uh, and really, we learned so much today. And I look forward to what you're going to come up with in the future as well with this app. So I'm really excited 
with what you guys have in store for the future, inshallah. Of course. Well, may Allah reward you, my dear brother, Abby, man. This has been such a humbling experience just to kind of contemplate, reflect about this journey. But at the, at the same time, uh, being able to talk about this to people who are you know very like-minded. And obviously, I'm sure entrepreneurship is, is close to my heart. It's really close to your heart. So just to be able to speak to this community is so humbling for myself, but so inspiring just to see that there's a community like this that exists. And, uh, you know, it's just so cool to see. So may Allah reward you for that. You know, leading this and it's, it's just so inspiring alhamdulillah alhamdulillah brother thank you so much for your words man may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us his barakah in our endeavors and you know keep our intentions pure with everything that we do um, thank you guys so much for listening on this podcast whether you're watching us live or listening on Spotify or Apple podcast make sure to give us a rating and a review and also subscribe so we can keep up to date every Tuesday we release a new episode like this one and we'll see you in the next episode guys take care assalamualaikum <laughs>